So, Miyagi, you listen to the map report? Now whole village see. You listen to the map report. There's no honor in emus. Strange. Birds with no wings. Just strange. Left my home back in Omaha To see if I could make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita But suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for in that case, welcome to Map Report number 81, May 30th, 2007. Yeah, 81. Number 8, number 1, 81. 81 shows. What's going on, everyone out there? Welcome into our little uh, our little thing. We're, I'm back from Norway, so we're all in our normal spots. and. And uh, that's yeah. That's, here we are. We're all Welcome here. Everyone's back, back from their trips. Story is back from uh, L.A. where he spent some time in the LA. BH. Russ so everyone's is also back. Back from L. Oh, Russ I'm is back, back from right. work. From Anaheim. <laughs> exactly. 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 I know. went to Anaheim. So we want to say hello. We want to thank all the new fans Russ that we have. Who have been sending comments, MySpace comments, saying that you know the different like emails. You guys are great. Thank you. Keep keep doing that. And uh, yeah, and I guess I guess we should get right to it. I wanted to announce for everyone here today that um, Russ has officially become a Mariners fan, and Story has become an Angels fan. So lots of things Just have happened. For one and um, <laughs> I have not become an Angels fan in any. No, silent. Turn All right. Stop. Turn it off. Start over the show. Start the oh, show over the. Oh. Maybe you, you can explain it to me better. Don't um, ever say the safety word. <laughs> explain oh it to me again. Gosh. So what actually okay, happened? Red flag. I know. Bye, everybody. No, so seriously, what happened? Explain it to me. Oh, um, fans are always crying out for more. Oh, okay. Um, so and my friend Jake and uh, my wife Emily and I went to a Mariners-Angels game on Memorial Day. Uh, we missed the national anthem on uh, Memorial Day, which is, thank God for that. It was bad enough to have to sit through, God bless America. And yes, I mean, <laughs> with my hat on. Um, yes, okay. But, uh, I, I was yeah. middle ground. I kept my I hat that. on, but I did not sit. Right. I, I noticed that. Nor I appreciated salute. the middle ground. And, Nor did I right. salute. And Jake, See, I would have done that just Jake, because God bless America uh, is a terrible song. He wasn't wearing a hat to begin with. Yeah. So, uh, so we did that. Anyway, and it was a fantastic... Fantastic game. It was wonderful. Wow. Mariners drubbed the Angels 12 to 5. I had seen like 10 games since late 2005 when I last saw the Mariners win live and in person. And so it was wonderful. Break, broke that streak. Mariners just drubbed them. And so what happens when you bring Russ to a baseball game? I mean, first Russ sort of noticed that he happened to be wearing Mariners colors, blue and green. And you know, while he was wow. like, "Well, I guess I'm rooting for the Mariners. I'm I'm wearing Mariners colors." And take then note, like, Yankee yeah, fans. Had, take note. He had seen he had seen just before. The Yankee fans yeah, are all exactly. dead. They don't care. We're They've the all seen themselves. Um, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> they can't listen to podcasts anymore. So okay. you listened to a nice so, concert of Yanni, uh, and and that was that was great. Right, and you guys exactly. left Hero oh, yeah, that was before the game. Right, and then you, you guys went and had some three covers. Right, it was really cool. And then you got some. You you enjoyed uh, your grass drinks that you had had your your grass juice drinks oh. while you uh, <laughs> right. while you watch while you uh, watch the whales. Actually. Yeah, it's I really believe impressive. it. If yeah. you've ever seen Ichiro sing. It's uh, as impressive <laughs> as his athleticism. Can you imagine? All of a sudden, it's just like Seattle Mariners, the musical. Each of us is like, why am I, I on think this it would have team? To be, it would have to be some sort of dance music. It would have to be. Each row would definitely sing some sort of crazy dance, crazy music. Yeah, exactly. Why am I? Why am I here? Why um, am I? Why am I here? Right, right. Exactly. You've got the spirit. So, anyway, right. <laughs> okay. So, we went to the baseball game. Russ noticed that he was wearing Mariners colors, and then he was like, wait a minute. The Angels just swept the Yankees. I'm totally rooting for the Mariners. Oh, okay. I hate 
the Angels. This is terrible. And so, you know, so he was on board. Jake didn't really care. Emily was, you know, I said you have to root against the Angels because the A's are chasing the Angels, too, so that's fine. And she's like, yeah, until the Mariners take over first place, then I have to root. And I was like, silence. So, <laughs> You're like, silence. So we like, were all never mind. <laughs> basically, basically rooting for the Mariners. But then what happens when Russ... Wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Someone. I don't mean to interrupt, but I just have to back this up a little bit. So you had four people there. You were rooting for the Mariners. Russ yeah. was rooting for the Mariners because he hated the Angels. Emily didn't really want to root for anybody, and Jake didn't care. This somehow qualifies as we were all basically rooting for the Mariners. Is that like By we're proxy. basically winning yeah. the war in Iraq? Is that I how mean, this happens? Well, look, it was like two no. and a half diehard Mariner fans between the four of us. Right. Right. I see. Okay. About. Yeah. That's all right. And no one was <laughs> and, rooting for the Angels. To be fair. Okay, no. that's so, fair enough. I mean, if your alternative is I was rooting okay. for baseball to happen, you know, which I've done in the game. <laughs> I mean, I went, I went and saw a Dodgers Braves game, and I actively dislike both of those teams, and I just, I and I hate the Braves, and I only actively dislike the Dodgers, but I still was kind of not caring, and I was there with a bunch of Braves fans, so it was, I just like, I was like, I want. A good game, lots of runs, yay! Or right. no You're rooting hitter. for or something fun to, to not hit the field, you know, during the game. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm, ro- I'm rooting or extra innings, baseball. which I always root <laughs> right. for in every single game that that's I've ever been because yeah, I fair. love extra innings. I so, can get behind you know, that. Sure, that, okay. That's what I was cheering for. So gotcha. and, I mean, there were fans who like, and I was still ardently rooting because I'm a baseball fan. So I would switch who I was rooting for because there were a lot of lead changes in the game. So every time, like someone else would get hit, <laughs> yay, Braves. Okay, good. Good job, Dodgers. Home run. Okay, we're almost tied. This is great. So that was really entertaining. But okay. Russ, whatever he does, whether he's rooting for a team or not, if he attends a baseball game, he roots for people to kill him. That's his active rooting thing. Oh, okay, so right. He will do whatever it takes, <laughs> unless he's in Yankee Stadium by some chance. He roots for whatever it takes for, for the fans around him to start throwing things at him. Okay. And it was phenomenal because he does, you know, for those of you who don't know, which is probably all of you, uh, Russ is obnoxious at baseball games. He's he is. really, very. really I can, annoying. I can confirm this. He's a good yeah. friend of mine. I like the guy a lot. But he is an asshole at baseball games and just <laughs> finds whatever it is, razzes people, starts calling to fielders when he's in section 524. <laughs> yes, it's as far away as it sounds. And starts, like, heckling individual hey, players. Hey, Vladimir! Yeah, everything nice you ever imagined about oh, New York. Thank oh. you. Everything you've ever imagined about a New York Yankee fan, but then imagine him like disgruntled, unhappy with life, and drunk. That's Russ. And that's especially that's creative. Russ. You've just described a Yankees fan, though. Like, everything except, you think about a Yankees except, fan, well, a Yankees yeah. fan. Yeah. <laughs> disgruntled, except drunk. Except he's smarter and more articulate. So it really, it's even worse. But not at a baseball game. People. And he finds, like, he's not he shouting Heideggerian philosophy thing. at the right fielder, yeah. I assume. Well, but yeah. it's very easy to dismiss drunken hecklers who are like, but if you right. make it creative and nobody can exactly. out-heckle you who's actually there for the home team, then that brings a problem right. to them. They're just like, well, and I don't smarter. be saying things that are too smart. Right. <laughs> I see. Not just smarter, but Russ really knows baseball. So he really knows, you know, what matters in baseball and can really get to you. So it's really horrible. So what rapidly <laughs> developed is a situation where, and we were literally, this is the last part you need to know, in the next to last row. We were one down from the top of the entire stadium, in the infield, but still. There okay. was one row of people behind us and 577 rows in front of us. Okay, right. What does this mean? When Russ heckles the crap out of things and keeps saying very ardently pro-Mariner, anti-home team things, and then everyone turns around after he's, while he's taking a breath, they see a guy who's not wearing anything baseball-like and looks kind of content. They see Emily. I'm seeing this. They see someone who is wearing a Mariner's hat, a Mariner's jacket, and a Mariner's shirt. And they see someone who's wearing a collared shirt that happens to be blue and green. Uh, Hi. Who do you think they're going to blame the heckling on? It's me, the guy in all the Mariner's paraphernalia. Well, who would care this much to work this hard on coming up with terrible things? Oh, my God, it's the guy in the long hair. He's terrible. So I basically ate Russ's vitriol and hatred the entire game. Fortunately, the people, like, who were really the most annoyed in the row in front of us were close enough that they could actually hear who it was, and they, they knew who was saying it. But everybody else was just like... 
who is the bastard <laughs> in the jacket? So for most of the game, I basically thought I was going to be assassinated because of Russ's things that people nice. hated about Russ. Did you, well, did you, did anybody, like, actively, uh, like, fire uh, back at you, like, throw a beer at you, attack? he was giving Mariners fans, they did try. Mariners fans, who are basically never, ever like Russ was, not surprisingly, ever. No, Mariners Except fans are not going to have you know, your back. I mean, really, like, they're not going to have your back. They've been ever. Post to, poked with a stick, you know. They're not. They're not violent. They're not vitriolic. These days, the last four years, they haven't even cared anyway. Like if you heckled a Mariner fan, they'd be like, "Yeah, you're right." And then another thing, <laughs> you know. So he gave Mariners fans a terrible name. Everyone in Anaheim no. now believes that Mariners fans are champion. complete jerks. I was their hero. No. I led no. the Mariners fans no. to a victory, an impressive victory. No. They're like, you say what we're all thinking. We win at being the Yankees. We finally get to be the Yankees. But were these people getting more and more like, that, like did, more and more bitter? Did they like say, "You better not walk out this spot, oh, yeah. the gate," because I'm gonna freaking, oh, I mean, the I'm gonna. Thing, the other thing that was terrible is that he was violating, like, you know how you don't steal on a team if you're up six runs or seven runs. Right. The same thing goes for heckling. In my world, I mean, not in Yankee world. You don't heckle when but you're up by seven runs. Go for heckling. Like when you're up by seven or eight runs, you just sit back with a complacent smile on your face and enjoy it. You don't make the other team suffer. You're not like, wow, <laughs> nine runs. Look, another home run. I mean, you can still stand up and cheer. <laughs> Look, like kick when, the carcass. Kick the dead carcass. Hit a laser beam home run. Yeah, when Le- Rixie Sexton hit a laser beam three run home run to raise his batting average to one ninety nine. I'm not kidding. That's right. Exactly what happened. You know, and put us up by like nine runs at the time. I just stood up and cheered, and I was excited, but I didn't be like, I wasn't, you know, suck it, Angels fans. You really are losing now. You're only short of <laughs> Now you're down by nine runs. Only, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Russ only amped it up. Russ well, Russ was, was like, in the long really line. Russ was in the long tradition of, of American victory that Go overdoes ahead. the victory. This is happening at Versailles. It's just like, you know what? We've yeah, taken exactly. everything oh. from you, Germany. Now we've really elbowed you in the throat. How about high inflation? Now we're going to take right, away look. the wheelbarrows of money that you All use right. to buy bread. Now, now we're not going to no wheelbarrows. Which is why let America win a war since. Well, that's fair enough. Now that we've heard Story's that. version of the story, here are my motivations behind doing what I was doing. First of all, you know that the Angel fans had just swept the Yankees. And I know, for right. a fact, though not being in the stadium myself, that they were reveling in every second of the Yankees being down by any number of runs because Angels and the Yankees actually do have somewhat of a rivalry, and the Angels have been kicking the Yankees' ass for like five years. Which is true. So, that being said, <laughs> I know they were partying for all weekend long in that stadium. <laughs> and I wanted to give it to them, man. I wanted them to be miserable for one night. And for one night, they were absolutely Just incredibly miserable night. in Section 524. <laughs> <laughs> but did somebody call you out, Russ? was like, you're a bitter Yankees fan. Like, did somebody guess it? You know, the deal? I mean, no. Yeah, no. They just thought I was an asshole. They called me an asshole. Um, other yeah. people said, please. And the, the other thing is, again, I've mentioned this before, and I really don't want to get into the full argument that this entails, but I still sort of believe that Angel fans especially, and L.A. fans, and possibly also West Coast fans in general, are just passive, no, and they don't West really Coast care, fans. and they just want to enjoy baseball, and they just don't care. And so they don't know how to boo. They don't know how to properly follow the sport. They really don't even know what's going on most of the time. All they're really good at <laughs> is buying lots of Angel paraphernalia and wearing it to the game. But anything oh, beyond boy, wearing like they. a red shirt, and once they, st- you know, once they have their red shirt on, like their baseball learning curve stops, and that pisses me <laughs> off a lot. Like, you need to know about the game. <laughs> so in curve. part, part of my heckling is teaching you about not only the Mariners, but your own team. I can guarantee that there were facts I was spewing out in weird heckling calls that people just didn't know. Maybe they like... Such as? Know, nice know. OPS! I, what, what you got, Sean? Yeah. How's well, that slugging treat, you figures? directly applicable to the blowout was that they have this stupid gimmick called the rally monkey, which I don't yes. know if we've ever talked about on the show <laughs> yes. before. This was funny. It's basically this was not, I will a marketing scheme. The rally really monkey good. was huge. This I know about the rally monkey. Sure. Yeah, far. it's huge because it's a marketing scheme to make angel baseball fans care because they don't care and you can't get them to cheer for anything. But if we take a monkey and we put a jersey on him <laughs> and go, look, cheer for the monkey. He's jumping up and down. They're like, yay, baseball. It has a monkey. Yay. Everything I always wanted in sports. <laughs> A meaningless symbol for me to cheer for because I don't understand baseball. And that that really makes me mad that they need this stupid thing to say. I I have to make one comment, though, Russ. 
that they that you realize yeah. the Yankee Stadium for years they've been doing not only the stupid cowboy Joe song Joe song but also YMCA in the seventh inning. They've been doing that forever. Oh yeah. The difference being that Yankee fans are perhaps either the most or like top three most knowledgeable baseball fans across the board. And Along with no Red Sox fans, so I'd agree with that. Yeah. They know. Yeah. Absolutely. So they know when to cheer. They know when to boo. They know exactly what's going on. So you can give them a song. I'm just saying, like, you can, there are no gimmicks that make the Yankee fans care. The Yankee fans already care way too much. So that's not something you need to worry about. Okay. Angel fans don't give a crap. So anyway, as it was getting to be a blowout worse and worse, and they were down by, like, six runs, seven runs, eight runs at one point, I was like, you guys are going to need a, a rally gorilla. Where where's the rally silverback gorilla? We need a rally Donkey Kong for you people. The monkey's just not gonna cut it. And I was just Very like nice. larger yeah. and larger animal. What kind of primate can we pull out to make you score eight runs in one inning? And they didn't you know, get it. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, they it was got pretty it. funny. They just didn't and like it. That was really that was really good. And it was instigated beautifully by the fact that when the Angels were only down six four, they they brought and they like got a runner on first base or something. They brought up the rally monkey. There was like a pitching change. They had you know the tying run at the plate, and so they brought out you know they did the whole thing because everything right, in LA right. is based around TV. So they have these sure. gargantuan TVs. They actually show commercials on them. Oh yeah. And so they brought it up on the TV, and they were like, "Here, it's the rally monkey." And they built it into. They not only ha- brought it up on TV, but they built it into like movie and TV segments that people recognize and then the punchline is the rally monkey's there and then they jump around for the rally monkey so it was just perfectly set up and then of course the reliever because he's a mariner reliever totally shut them down and then the mariners exploded and then they needed the rally congo that part was really fun I mean, this is Russ, that was, part that was of angel totally fandom reasonable. is that they don't clap and they don't cheer at the right times until the sign lights up and it goes make some noise and everyone goes oh make <laughs> yeah. some noise <laughs> well they use the thunder it's Sticks, and don't they? they don't they use the thunder sticks right before, before the, the play pitch. happens? And yes, they stop making they're noise. They're cheering at the right time. It's amazing. They're so yeah. stupid. Well, they need their thunder they sticks. They don't even know yeah. when to cheer. Thunder sticks. The thing lights up, then they're like, yeah, and then it goes off, and then everyone stops, even though they're still supposed to be cheering for their guy who hasn't done anything yet. It's just so contrived. Yeah. I can't stand yeah. it. I will say that I think that there is a big distinction here between not only L.A. fans and other fans, but especially Angel fans and other a lot of other teams' fans, because I think that nobody ever really liked the Angels. And that was the whole reason for a long time they were called the California Angels, was just to try to increase their fan base. Well, <laughs> Well, anyone, anyone who, who wants to show up that they're is part welcome. of California. They're all welcome. There are four other real teams in California. I, I don't. But we're going to call them the California Angels. I don't entirely agree with that. Might relate. I don't entirely you know? agree with that so because the Angels Dodger were kind of fans. Like well. Dodger fans are completely serious. Mariner fans, you may not believe it, but they are completely serious, and they come from all over the Pacific Northwest, and they take it very seriously. Giants fans are snooty, but they're pretty serious. And A's fans, there aren't any A's fans. Right. There's one person. There are no A's fans. <laughs> right. You know, but <laughs> they have great teams that nobody watches. But, you know, that's, like, that's pretty much how it breaks down. So Angel fans, like it is, it's a completely contrived fan base. And then I think they got big when there was a World Series, and they're like, you mean I can wear red shirts every day and go to the World Series? And I can be like John Travolta? Right. But no, I agree with that Angels part. But the, in fairness, though, the Angels... contrived than... That's fair. But the Angels, the way that they... I've actually really liked the way the Angels play baseball. Like, I mean, as a team, and, like, they're kind of, I mean, I don't dislike the Angels. Like, I like I like the fact that they're scrappy, and I oh, like, I mean, you know, fine. K-Rod and those people. Fan base. The fan yeah. base, that's fair. You can like nine like number two hitters all you want. The other that's reason fine. I like them is because they beat the Yankees like, like a drum. They're like I the like Red that Sox too. little brother. Yeah. A, they beat the crap out of the Yankees, and whenever they play the Red Sox, they lay down and they that's, get swept by the Red right. Sox. That's right. We have, like a, we have a good understanding. Red Sox fanboy team. That's right. We have a good yes, understanding. The existence of the Angels is like plus five games in the standings for the Red Sox. Like, it really sucks. It's so true. It really sucks. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, okay. Part of the interaction I was having with the people in the row in front of me was that they were just sort of whining and generally... Well, one guy tried. One guy legitimately tried to heckle back which was really lame. Right. Basically, the Angels have this reliever called Boot Check, and so I decided to yell out, Boot Check, aisle six, because it sounds like something somebody would say in a store. <laughs> okay. And so the next inning, one of these idiots from, like, you know, half a row down goes, Ichiro, aisle six. I'm like, that's it? That's all you've got? Ichiro, aisle six? 
That's horrible. Yeah. I think oh. I yelled out to him. Oh my God! So clever. Ichiro Isle Six. You're a genius. Yeah. So I yeah. also Isle Six. Ichiro. Uh, oh. Yeah. He's an Isle Six no, too. No, but it's funny. How do you like that? It's really funny you can buy because him the brute check is a pun. And right. And Ichiro is a pun. Combined with Isle uh, Six sounds uh, it, like. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Oh. Gotcha. <laughs> so, that was pretty uh, lame. Then I got some whining from the people in front of me who were just like, do you have to say things? Do you have to say things? I'm like, that's it? You're just whining at me? This is, and what I said to them was, this is a baseball game. And I got really indignant. Yeah, I'm then like, you got this really is what happens about when you, you go to, to a, do a baseball, baseball game. game is people say things at the baseball game. It's not just whatever happens on the TV. Ooh, clap, because it's on TV. Yay, a monkey. Yay, baseball. No, you say things relevant to what's going on in the game. A monkey. And then, yeah, so that was really lame. And then I was like, offhandedly, but, you know, overly loud to my to Story and Jake and Emily. I was like, oh, angel fans have feelings, too. <laughs> oh, angel fans get very sad when you say things to oh them. Oh, my God, this is really obnoxious. So, yeah, <laughs> Really awesome. Yeah, that's basically what Russ was really saying between the lines is when Russ walks through the portal of baseball world, be it into fantasy baseball or baseball stadiums, he becomes a complete jerk. Yeah, yeah. The arrogant jerk, yeah. arrogant jerk profile of baseball. On the map report is actually applicable to his baseball persona. And when he goes it's through true. any part of the it's rest of his life, he's a completely reasonable, wonderful human being. But he's a total jerk when he walks through the gates of baseball land. And, and that's I would all argue you that it's know. useful. <laughs> to have that sort of cathartic portal to become that jerk in, in a totally appropriate situation. I'd like to point I out that you've just said the sentence, a cathartic totally portal to become a jerk. Asterisk. Everyone's like, a cathartic, yeah. you know? Like I they're think just, it's great. Yeah. It like makes sense. I mean, I mean, look, you don't want to take it out anger. on your mom. You don't want to take it out at people at work. Important. But you do want to take it out <laughs> at people who actively wish for misfortune to happen to your favorite athletes. I think that's a perfect sure. setting <laughs> for being an asshole. Sure, why not? That, that makes total sense. I don't think that's terribly unreasonable. You know what's funny is like... I don't have any... I mean, it's it's a negative emotion, right? Like, we all have negative emotions that are probably not yeah. the best things, that occasionally can be really productive in certain circumstances. You know, for us, it's a desire to be a jerk. For me, it's anger. For other people, it might be, you know, well, those are pretty much it. What else is there? <laughs> you know, I don't think... I don't know. I think sadness is an important emotion for everyone, as much as people try to box it into being a negative emotion all the time. I don't know. There's other negative emotions, and it's good to have outlets for those that are, like, predictable and planned so it doesn't become volcanic. So I, I totally agree with yeah. that. That's fine. I see. I now, mean, whether a baseball again, game we probably is talked about appropriate this before. That baseball, even at home watching it on TV, I have had fights with many girlfriends right. about how insanely angry I become at baseball outcomes. So, yeah, this has been an issue for me. But again, weirdly, I do have the ability to control it, and I do it all intentionally, which is why it was very easy for me to assume role of Mariner fan just as easily. If I really wanted to, I could be a Red Sox fan. I mean, it doesn't violate any moral, ethical standards. It just doesn't make sense. But right. I could, because I can choose <laughs> to use it any way that I want to. You right. know what I mean? Just like... When my girlfriend threatened to break up with me, I was able to watch a whole Yankees World Series game with her without <coughs> reacting at all. I literally, just to prove right. a point, in college, oh, me and, uh, and my girlfriend... Yeah, okay, so I yeah. just basically sat there, watched plays, and was like, oh, look, a, a ground ball that, that Derek... Wait a minute, though. Oh, that's, in that's fairness, though, in fairness... That's a shame. Yeah. You, you could control it to a degree, but there was clearly a portion of you that was dying inside as Jeter was grounding out, right? I mean, like, there, there must no. have been... Only when I commit to it, Greg. Only it's the choice. Once I make the choice to go into that role, then that role is complete. It's enveloping. If I choose not to, then it's just like watching, you know, curling. It makes no difference. <laughs> curling. Basically, Russ is acting all the time in his life. Is the information? I was just going to say that. Yes, that's it's like the fandom is just fake. Acting. It's just the fandom doesn't work. It's like I'm a fan, but only to the extent that I can pretend to be a fan. I hate. Do you hate him? No, but it's the role. I I I hate him. I mean, it's really. true. It has to be contrived. If it's not contrived, do you really think I'm really people glad, are crazy Russ. maniacs? How many thousands of crazy maniacs would there be in real life if people acted like that all the time, or if that's what they were really like? They're not really like that. That's just the way you get into the game. I think there are some who are really that's like that. That's how we appreciate baseball more. Uh, I'm really that's glad we learned over in the Stanford 
prison experiment. Because <laughs> I would have whipped you do. That's what you play. You kill people. That's all. That's what you do. Just, just go ahead and do it. it Come on. Yeah, exactly. It's not real. It's a prison experiment. It's what they want no. you to do. I'm supposed Come to on. deny him food. He's not supposed to eat. He exactly. did bad things in the hypothetical <laughs> world. Although, to be fair, the proof of the Stanford prison experiment was that pretty much everyone does that when they're told to. So. Right. So Russ, not just maybe Russ is it's just more, that not everyone has as compelling like a reason to do it as the New York Yankees. Right. Because people have teams that aren't as exciting. But it's true, you know, the way that people act. Right. It's true that the way that the people act in these particular situations is funny. Like, I went. If only um, my team could be 14 and a half out, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gone. see, now yeah. there's a love love. Historically speaking, historically <laughs> speaking, look. See, what All I right. didn't appreciate was your girl, your your wife, I mean, by girlfriend, I mean wife, <laughs> I was, was say, that during the game, she kept trying to remind me that I was a Yankee fan. She was like, every time the Yankees would come, she'd be like, because the Yankees suck, right? And I'd be like, yes, the Yankees suck. <laughs> Go Mariners. Yeah. You're like, yes, and the Yankees suck. Thank you. Yes. That's true. Uh, she tried to pull you out of your mode and she, into your personality. Oh, she she yeah. almost did. That's what she was Had doing. Had she done yeah. it like ten more times, I would have been like, yeah. shut up! The Yankees fucking are awesome! And all <laughs> I would have lost it. Like it really. All of a sudden, he would have burst it. It appears that a man. They're like, wait, looked up there on the so furthest true. row of the stadium. Some man has burst into flames and is yeah. flying around the stadium, yeah. shooting Yankee and bombs at the people down run. below. There I goes Guerrero. Run the field and punched Casey Kochman in the face and been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a horrible day for everyone. <laughs> well, it's funny, you know, the, the way that people yeah. react to these various things is pretty funny. Like uh, I was thinking about when you guys were talking. I was thinking about a sport. Um, I went to a Devils game. Actually, this is Andy, uh, and I went to a Devils game with a friend of mine from uh, from St. John's. And it's funny because he doesn't really, I mean, he likes baseball, but he's a huge hockey fan. He's a big Devils fan. And it was really strange to go to a game where I sort of have, like, of all the four sports, like, hockey is my least favorite. Like, it's okay, but it's just, it's not something that I'm particularly interested in, whatever. So, but it was fun to go see a live game. I've only seen, like, one other live hockey game in my life. And it was hysterical to be sitting in this big arena. We went to New Jersey to the Meadowlands, and the Devils are playing the Bruins, you know. And you, and you have all these people who are, like, doing the same thing that baseball fans do, but they're doing it to a team that I don't know a whole lot about in a sport that I don't really care much about. So it's all kind of like seeing it from a distance. They're just like you know, oh, tremendous. Yeah, that's what I that's what I like to see. Freaking Marty, you know, Brodeur. Could you make like four more saves? Like at one point, my friend was yelling down at the ice, like three million passes to five million passes to two million, because he was like mad at the fact that each of these guys had all these salaries and they weren't scoring anything. And I was just sort of watching them, and I was just kind of like, wow, that he's really upset at these guys on skates. Oh, they scored. That's uh. Uh, well, uh, I don't. Uh, okay, you know, like it was very surreal. Like I enjoyed the game and everything. So for but, a brief uh, moment, you got to see what everyone else thinks of us when we watch. Most baseball. of the time, yes, I think that's for true. Exactly. Moment, you got that glimpse. I got that glimpse of it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Exactly. So now when I go back to Red no, to so Fenway and, and I hear people being like, "Yeah, you know, I it's 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 exactly the way it is." Because yeah. on on the ride back from the game, Emily started doing one of her favorite games recently, which is rattling off like districts in California and all of their assembly members and their, you know, state senators and their, you know, we're talking about the California House and the California Senate, not even California's, you know, 572 representatives to the U.S. Congress, which, you know, is hard enough to keep track of because California is so huge. Right. But, you know, and she knows all of them, too, and was just rattling off this district and this person. And not only that, but, like, she was playing the game of, like, name a city in California. And she named all of the people. And then she named their history of, like, replace this and was married to this person before this went wrong and has this many kids. And it's just like, wow, this is crazy. And then I thought about it for a while, and it's always amazed me. But then I'm like, oh. No, this is totally exactly like what I have for baseball statistics. This is I can <laughs> recite home runs and batting averages and you know expectancy. Yeah, but story. The last seven teams they played for but story. in what years. So baseball's more yeah. fun. But mine is not marketable. And <laughs> yeah, but it's more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I was gonna be like, and hers has actual real world value. Yes, but and it's not as fun. It's a bunch of distractions. <laughs> but it's you fun distraction. That's that the key. A business slash website that I think should be created. Um, and initially I okay. thought of it having played fantasy baseball um, because, as we know, the best way to really, if you, if you want to have a fantasy baseball team or I guess if you're an actual GM and you actually get paid money to do this, the best way to know 
where the talent is that you're drafting is to see them in person. I mean, looking at a stat sheet is only going to get you so much information, but seeing them deliver, see how they react to pressure, you know, in person, that really, for me, it makes the right. difference Fair in enough. figuring out if okay. that's any good. Yeah. And I always felt like these resources were not available in other far more important arenas, like the stock market or politics. Like, are you saying you know, there should be a farm system for the stock market? Maybe votes cast. Like double A stocks? There, no, there shouldn't be a farm system, but there absolutely should be something, you know, uh, sort of an like extension MLB of C-SPAN. <laughs> yeah, but, like, but better than C-SPAN, where you can tune in right. to any given congressperson because you're rooting for your own district. You're not just rooting for Congress in general and whoever happens to be there. And if your congressman is having lunch and talking to some important lobbyist, you get to see it. You know, If they're out like stripping some hired stripper, then that you get to see it. And you get to see, you get Let's to see. On, like, what do these people do? How do they react to situations? You get a feel for them, and that's how you know how good but they Russ, are. But, Russ, there's a problem with this theory. Tallies. That doesn't mean anything. There's a problem with this theory. What's that? And that is if you lived in Washington, D.C., Every congressman would be blacked out, and that would really suck. <laughs> That's true. You'd be like, God damn it, every day I pay $100 for this. You could go down the hall right now. You're, there are tickets available in the chamber. You could see this. We can't, this sorry, is a national broadcast. This. We can't show you the State of the Union right now. It, this is Everyone can see this. We're sorry. We can't. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, exactly. how do you guys feel about... 24-hour surveillance for all politicians while they're elected in office. So they I think that's see such exactly a phenomenal idea. You, know, you have no idea. Anytime they Me want. as an opponent of uh, privacy, I think this is the best idea no you've kidding. ever had. Well, you know what I was going to say, and I want to come back to the politician thing, but I just want to I want to combine these two issues for a second because I don't know if you heard the big uh, baseball news today uh, in New York, but the news was that Alex Rodriguez was seen. Did you guys hear about this? He was seen with this, yeah. um, this like basically this 19-year-old blonde bimbo and it was all over the tabloids that he had basically been he'd gone to some upscale strip club somebody said that that was kind of an oxymoron but let's let that go he went to some upscale strip club or something and he was seen with this woman and then and then they went up to his room together and then obviously we don't know what happened from there now the thing about A-Rod is that he's married and he has I think a year and a half old daughter or something like that here's the thing that I don't I think they went upstairs to play Uno that's clearly what they did oh sure of course that's I agree yeah uh, but here, he didn't know that here's the thing fan, that I, so I know I wanted to, to bring up about that. Here's where it connects together. Because today on the radio, I was listening to ESPN Radio for a little bit, and Michael Kay, who both Yankee and non-Yankee fans alike hate, but you know, with good reason. But what he was saying that this was a, and he was basically he spent 15 minutes in his open about this, about how this was the new low in broadcast journalism, and how never before has someone had the gall to reveal this information. That basically this stuff happens all the time, and it's not news, but we thought we would reveal it anyway and destroy America. And basically, the New York Post, which first broke the story, they have now destroyed the lines of journalism, and you know, you, athletes now will hate everyone, and da 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 da. And he just went on and on and on. So, first of all, I yeah, the New York Post beacon of responsible journalism. Exactly. Well, he said that. In his in fairness, he said that. He said that like who better than the New York Post to sort of you know find new lows. But my question about this is twofold. Question number one is. I mean, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I don't know that it strikes me as being that much further down the line than constantly reporting on, like, gambling issues or, like, you know, Michael Vick with the dog fighting ring and all this other stuff. Like, I'm not sure why this is less news. But the second thing is it connects to the privacy issue that Story was just bringing up, which is, I mean, to me, no, I don't think cameras should be, like, following these people to every place that they go. But if you're Alex Rodriguez and if your team is doing terribly, would you, like, not maybe go with some 19- or 20-year-old blonde? bimbo to like these various sort of high profile clubs and then go back to the high profile hotel where your high profile team stays well i mean w wouldn't it occur to you to sort of be a little bit more careful than um, that actually so i was wondering about how privacy fits into that being a new york yankee being a new york yankee the only time you can get away with such behavior is when your team is 14 and a half games out and in last place and people are paying less attention to you than they normally would yeah, but so i think it's a perfect time really maybe i guess right so that's he thought about it. he's like yes Plus 14 and a half club yes you got to get the good luck for it before, you know, to break the winning streak. <laughs> there we go. That's important. Great. I was waiting for you to make some argument like that or something, or like it secretly comes out <laughs> that whenever he, the night before he ever hits a home run, 
they secretly make this connection. And that's why the Yankees columnists are actually upset, is because his secret's been revealed, and now that the post has blown it, he can never hit another home run again. That's right. That's right. He'll never yeah, be able no, to do it again. New, this is the new relaxed A-Rod, um, who decided that he would only <laughs> exactly. finally be able to win the Triple Crown in baseball when he completed the set in the off hours of baseball. Which is <laughs> exactly, I see. So you guys don't think there's a major like privacy issue? I mean, like, is it a horrible thing that he was being reported no. on here? I mean, I, I can guess what Story's view on this is, but I mean, also, where is, where is the, where is the unprecedentedness of this? I agree. Oh my God, I agree. I, I wondered about that too. Infidelity. I wondered about like, that too. That's only been happening since Grover Cleveland. Like that's ridiculous. I wondered about you that know? too. Yeah. I mean, the idea that anyone would say something about the media descending to to report on, you know, infidelity. And that was like, his quote. I'm sorry. In the old days, societies only hanged people for this. Now it gets reported. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just, it was his quote complete, was that it's actually changed moronic. the way that broadcast the journalism will happen. Things. It will change now everything because okay, they've broken great. the line. Uh, so I'm just wondering what you thought. I, I don't. I mean, agree. this is fine and good, but this is basically you setting up Michael K, the worst and possibly least intelligent sportscaster in the country. Well, that's fair enough. Big I thought I'd yes. throw you a little softball. Michael for K that. says stupid things every ten seconds. This <laughs> is a Yankee fan saying this. He's horrible. He's a Yankee apologist. He's basically there because you know he kissed George Steinbrenner's ass from day one, and he had no skill. And then he was John Sterling's little buddy on the radio for like ten years, where he should have stayed. But then they gave him another job. You know, he sucks. Michael K is a horrible person. I probably <laughs> oh, remember when I said that thing about the thing where I couldn't, I, if I could be one step further off of the planet, and then that's right. as far away as I'd want yes. to be from that person. Yes, right. That applies to Michael K's broadcast. Wait, that's going to be difficult though, because what if you need to be equidistant from that and also the other thing that you hate at the same time? Like you'd have to triangulate it somehow. Because otherwise you'd be off the planet. Yeah, I'd probably have to go to Greenland. Pretty much Russ just needs to leave area. this planet. I know, exactly. Russ needs to move. If you find no, one more person like this story, one more person like this, and we're you in deep trouble. You could put on the list, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's... Um, but I don't know. The other argument know? that I was going to make was that I think that it's much more important to have 24-hour surveillance on politicians than baseball players. Because, you know, the most important things that they do are done on the field. Maybe you want to watch them in practice, batting practice, training, things like that. But for politicians, I think all the time, we need to assess their character, which is much less important for yeah. athletes than it is for the people who, like, you know, run everything. So. Sure. Right. Okay. Yes. That's fair I enough. Agree. I you need to watch just how many dinners they had with pharmaceutical company representative X or lobbyist Y. Yeah, no, I'm all for this. You do not know how all for this I am. And then very soon, because I'm one of the only people who believes in a life without privacy, I will get elected to high office because no one else will keep running. A life without privacy. With It'll be self-imposed, 24-hour yeah, exactly. surveilling. Exactly, and I'll just do it voluntarily because I've been yep. designing my life to be able to it's pull it the story show my entire life. Representative Clayton yeah. all the time, <laughs> every day. Precisely. People yeah. love it. Actually, you know what story? Would you be, would you be willing to take your privacy, so game for that. your life of privacy thing? Because as people will know, as longtime listeners, story believes that there is should be no right to privacy. That people should live public lives, and there's no right to privacy, and so right. on. So, Absolutely. how far would you take this? I mean, would you would you happily allow? Would you like require people not I mean, to have curtains or blinds say, or, or you know like? I was going to say that I'm not or like. Or underwear, you know, right. Yeah, I would not or be clothes, a huge really. fan. Like, the only thing that I could think of, because I was immediately thinking, would anything make me com uncomfortable? Would this be bad? And, you know, Mass nudity. I definitely don't really want people to be getting off on, you know, me having sex. Like, uh, that's pretty much where I draw the line. Okay. You know? And that's, so wait a minute, story. Story, wait a minute, wait a minute. So does that mean anytime anyone passes your <laughs> house and the only time the blinds are closed, they're like, "Well, we know what's going on," because otherwise you have no other privacy concern. Yeah. You just like, what story doing? His windows are open. He must fine. not be having sex. He must be eating breakfast today. He could be axe yeah. murdering somebody, but we know he's that not having a sex good of right mine. now. Right. <laughs> Went, and went I to mean, his wedding. you know, the best friend gave a speech where he was like, every time on the college campus when we heard Celine Dion blasting out of his room, we knew what that meant. Oh, because every time great. it was Josh having sex with his girlfriend. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I hope the girlfriend actually married him so that there wasn't a really, really uncomfortable moment. No. Oh, really? No, it was a different person. Oh, nice. <laughs> Charming. That's great. It was a really awesome speech because uh, of that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> On you go, story. Anyway, yeah, you know, and I mean, that could be like, I don't know, theoretically. I mean, part of, I will, I will caution <laughs> for a moment and say 
that part of my big belief in a lack of privacy is that, you know, like everything that I believe in is its universalizability. I am a Kantian, always have been. So I definitely think that the no privacy is better for everyone when it is applied to everyone. And it get, it's progressively harder the fewer individuals are practicing a life without privacy. Mm -hmm. So it would be, you know... If I just sort of went out out of nowhere to be the first and only person to live a life without privacy, it would be sort of, you know, assuming that anybody cared and knew who I was. It could be <laughs> oh, a bit oh, more they might of a figure spectacle it out. than, yeah, you know, a bit more of a spectacle than, you know, if it were 500 or 1,000 people, let alone if all of society did it. And that my firm belief is that if all of society did it, that would be the best possible outcome. But each individual can still make progress by doing as much of that as possible. I see, I see. But yeah, I mean, okay, things in the sexual arena and whatever else, like... That's a little. That's a little weird. Nudity. I have a question that's a though. Story. Yeah, because but if everyone were doing it, yeah. the lack of privacy doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to be more tolerant of other people's behavior. It just means it's going to sort of be in their face if they're going to be exposed to it all right. the time. They're True enough. So what well, do you do about be aware people of it if they want to? Yes, they'll be aware yeah. of it. So what do you right. do with people who have inherently off-putting behavior and they know that it is? And they just don't want other people to see it because it's disgusting and off-putting. Like, if what if some person yeah. has, like, a mask that they have to wear because every time they take off the mask, like, their flesh, it melts into their eyeballs and they, you know, are dark man or something. I was just like going to say, and they're that dark man. What if they're dark man? Like everyone <laughs> doesn't have to watch the boils and mutated skin flake off of their face every night because right. it's something that's I mean, not necessary okay, to see. Okay, sure. Like, I'll what do you do you, about I'll that? I'll give you an example. Stories like, as long as they're having sex, privacy's okay. It hits all it hits close to home. It's true. It's about me. It's me taking a step towards less privacy, and it's disgusting. Okay? Are we ready? Wait a minute. Sweet. I Are we ready? I chew my toenails. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. Did you say you chew your toenails? I chew my toenails, right? Oh, this God. Is this is a I, perfect I, example. I play your left. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fantastic example. Too much information. <laughs> Privacy value is just conflicted in a major way. That was awesome. Wow. Everyone's like, wait a minute. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> Jesus. So this is something, you know, I mean, Emily doesn't even want to watch this, right? You know, Emily gets grossed out by me by me doing this. How do you even do this? my life with my wife. I don't, never mind. Like, I don't even want to know how you do this. Why would you be bothered by No, I some mean, people do it. It's, it's fairly common, I would think. Yeah. What? Right. So, I mean... Here's I'll t I'll tell you some backstory, right? I've, oh yes, please. I used nail Lots of backstory. Yes, that's great. More backstory. <laughs> so it all so started. I got, I got you know in the habit. Great? Do you know what's great what, before you go on? Great? I didn't use yeah. nail clippers for my entire life until about a year ago when I decided that I'm going to be an adult and buy a pair of nail of clippers. Course. But before of that course, point in time, I was just course. always like, how come everyone else has nice nails and mine are always like chewed up and hanging and like horrible? And I'm like, oh, it's because people clip. They don't use their teeth for everything. That's why. Yeah. Oh, so. this is now, so, so, I I actually, so I wrong. I didn't. I actually, Do you guys know the wrong quotient that we've reached? Last year. We've reached a wrong quotient of infinity. <laughs> so, so much wrong has happened in uh, such a saying, small period no. of time. See, Greg, you're one of those judgmental people that Gross was talking about that's, you know, that's fearful of this. But, yes. But, yes, I am. You know, but now I am everyone fearful. knows that it's fine. And I actually, you know, for a while I definitely had sort of ragged fingernails at times, but, like, now they're pretty well kept. And, and uh, you know, again, Emily was very surprised when she found out that I always chew my fingernails because they end up looking pretty good and I've gotten good at sort of honing them into the right pattern. Really oh my god. Because fortunately fortunately my tongue is a file. You can chew your 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 nails effectively. So Story has actually true. shaped his so, teeth into fine instruments. He has one for fact, filing and one for edging. Oh and one for snipping. Right. One for That's edging. Fantastic. Good job. One for cuticle times. So, you know, so theoretically, right, like I could be concerned with people seeing, you know, seeing me chew my toenails, people who aren't my good friends and are, you know, who are still freaked out. Thanks a lot, guys. You know, and, uh, and yeah, and being judgmental of like, he can't be our president, he chews his toenails. But I think that it would be wonderful, actually, because I think when everybody sits down and realizes it, everyone has a habit or two or seven like this. Everyone has things like this that they, you know, make sure they're always in the bathroom when they do or something like Not that. But, I mean, that too. But, oh, dear <laughs> no. God. Um, <laughs> oh, we please. Privacy in, in, in the name oh, of all that is good Lord. and holy, please, God. <laughs> 
Make it stop. Yeah. Make it stop. <laughs> but but oh, it would make Andy people Terrell? so Andy much Terrell more would love the hell out of I know. I know. It's true. The whole point of this breaking down privacy is it makes people more understanding, more compassionate, more reasonable to their fellow human beings. And what better way to do that than through the channels of slight disgustingness? But wait a minute, you would wait a minute, never wait a again, after watching five full days of everybody's disgusting habits and having to have them watch yours, you would never again sit there and be like, oh, that person just picked their nose. That's so gross. Or like freak out. Wait, why? Stupid, prudish things. Why wouldn't you just be like society? increasingly horrified? Why wouldn't you just walk around in your life? being like the no, world is so gross oh he's picking it. his oh he's and taking his nails and, oh, oh. why would you just how do hypocritical that? do you have to be <laughs> to be someone who picks their nose and eats it and get grossed out by someone who chews their toenails you'd have to be a total hypocrite and there's only so much hypocrisy people can be faced with in stomach i really believe uh, that. well not true do you really think before before like three years ago in this country who pick their nose true. and eat it no. are actually disgusted <laughs> even on the first seeing of someone biting their toenails i think they would think it was great really, I mean, this is you know, no you can do that i'm going to add that to my <laughs> repertoire <laughs> no, I really think, search your souls, kids. You all have habits like this. You all do. You might not even notice it anymore, but you do. And you notice it only in as much as you make sure to do it only when you're alone. But you have these habits. You really do. I promise you. You really, really do. If nothing else, you jack off to porn. I actually I have promise one. you. I have you one, do which one is of these things. that, um... Because I have, like, a tangentially related asthmatic thing, but not totally asthma, for some reason, right. my dad has the same thing, we get a runny nose when we eat. And for most okay. people, this is only when they eat, like, soup or spicy food. But for me, spicy it's just food, about right? when I eat Sometimes anything. With spicy food, sure. Just okay. about anything. So I just carry tissues with me. Well, and, you, you know, often I don't, I don't public, like, go so to the fine. bathroom. I don't go to the bathroom to excuse myself to blow my nose. I just blow my nose right. at the table. But I've definitely come sure. across people who thought that this was, like, the most horrific thing they'd ever seen. Well, only because you were using a pork chop to blow your nose. Only because you were using a pork chop to blow your nose, Russ. That's really all that was disgusting about that. <laughs> you do totally nice. blow your nose at the table all the time. I, I had never really put that connection together, but now that I yes. fix the memory and back, that's you totally blow your nose at the table like as much as everyone else I've ever known combined. While me. being completely oh, yeah. healthy, without having right. a cold. Right, exactly. Right, so there you there go. You go. What's okay. interesting? Well, I mean, fair enough. But but what you're basically talking about, though, is just like this would make people like be more comfortable with people doing gross things. First of all, I'd like to say that I like the fact that social taboos keep us from exposing well, even more gross things to the world. Only but thing. well, but no, what I was going to say was the really? impact would really you be like the question. Social taboos? Uh, well, no, no. Only I only like I only thing. like social taboos that would otherwise be extraordinarily mm -hmm. gross. I do not want someone next to me, you know, spitting on my forehead and then farting okay. in my face and then picking my nose and throwing it at my foot. Like, three generations. I, I in three generations of this, I don't want that. In three generations of this, these things wouldn't be disgusting. It's Story, if someone turned around and farted disgusting. in my face, okay, I will never find a moment where that is I'm not sorry. disgusting. I don't care if it's me no, or my great aunt. Your great grandson My will. great grandson <laughs> will be taught through the use of notes and papers that I leave him and I'll say, John, don't let anyone tell John you Milton that someone Wilson. farting in your face John Milton Wilson is not will disgusting not be because it is. By exactly. Feel free to, to be disgusted. But honestly, honestly, I'm sorry. Break down the difference for me because it is entirely socially acceptable if, you know, not ideal, but certainly not considered gross for you to see someone chewing their nails fingernails in class no. just idly somewhere even in a conversation Sometimes, with you but that doesn't bother people chewing toenails though freak the hell out of you guys so what is the distinction between the reason are they for different this, acts are they particular are, well are you ready the reason is um that i think while not completely scientifically based the more disgusting habits have to do with uh, the propensity to allow them to spread germs and bacteria that's basically, for the most part. Oh, you and your evolution from. to everything? No, I don't the think so. The farting thing, not so much, but definitely, you know, you know, having saliva and, and 
plaque and to and mouth matter on your hands makes it more likely that you're going to, you know, spread bacteria or germs doing that. And so the same thing with picking your nose and, you know, having things in your hands like but that. But my and feet so aren't going everywhere, anywhere. They're always in socks, so that doesn't spread germs. And that one disgusts you more Yeah, but they're the, also uh, special kind of bacteria that only live in feet, which is why feet have their feet-like smell, because they have that specific kind of bacteria that, you know, you're spreading around by doing that. So I'm not saying it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't do it, you're, you know, whatever. Because but it's I, a good point, though. Totally why it's a good point, though, because when you get back to the whole, like, you know, the germs thing, the truth is that in some of these cases, the germ, I mean, if you leave the germs thing out of it, there is a reason that people decided that, you know, passing gas is considered to be, you know, impolite. And presumably it didn't just happen, like, you know, everyone was okay with it back in, like, a thousand. So clearly, well, you know, something it's an developed. smell. Well, all right, then. So, it, so. Cause it's unpleasant. Yeah. Because people are like, I don't like that when you, right. when you make that noise. So I would contend that someone whipped it's it up his basic. foot and at the stage we like, hold on, I've just got this one hangnail i got to take care of and whip it off his sock and while I'm trying to like right. eat my applesauce is like, you know, I've almost got this one and starts gnawing away at his toenail. <laughs> I would guess that that's going to be something which would people would have reacted poorly to over time. Greg, Greg, you know, I mean. Okay, but now let me, let me argue with myself quickly. But now that being said, <laughs> the Japanese think that handshaking is disgusting because their entire culture has been created around eliminating germs, which is why they bow to each other and they don't have much physical contact. So when they're introduced mm -hmm. to like a more Western culture and they shake hands, they think that's kind of gross. So again, you could argue that these things, you could become desensitized to these things yeah. as they're incorporated. Let me, let me come up with a hypothetical. Far more let me come up with a hypothetical. Else. Is there any culture in which eating one's own crap yeah. would not be considered to be gross? I mean, is there any culture? Let's not say any yes. culture. In the culture where no food is left, in the soil and green culture. That is not, that's, <laughs> where you that's survival. That's survival. No, 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 no. That's waste. survival. I'm talking about. Yeah, in survivalist culture, people drink their pee and eat their crap. That's what that's they not, do. I'm not talking about people survival like cultures. I'm talking years. about. It's not that yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig. Have you ever heard about a kid? I mean, I've heard stories about kids who are, like, lost in the woods, and they're, you know, lost for a day or two, and they, you know, at some point, they drink their pee because they use it to rehydrate. Those kids are dumb. And people aren't like, oh, my that's gosh. That's scary. You, people have lived yeah. for a week of doing <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Which and, really you know, doesn't even make sense of why it should do it, because you're just recycling. But, you know, once it gets well, locked in the bladder, it's not very useful still, to you. So there's, Well, there's no, it's it somewhat useful. There is some yeah. water to be derived from. So that's why they do it. Yeah. That still explains no, drinking one's own pee, not eating your own crap. Situation. If it's death or drink your urine, the MEP report <laughs> yeah. recommends drink your urine. <laughs> the eating okay. crap, we, probably we not, 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 not the health benefit <laughs> there. Healthy. Probably not so much. <laughs> I must eat my own crap to survive. <laughs> more consolidated weight. <laughs> okay. But, but, Greg, do you think there are really a bunch of, like, closet crap eaters out there? Uh, who knows? Like, really who knows what happens case? when you open the blinds, Story Clayton? Who knows what you will release on the world? <laughs> okay. Well, then let's put it this way. In that case, in the case of really, like, destructive oh, or damaging Jesus. habits... Like, you beat your wife, you eat your crap, you, you know, I don't know. Same guy. Uh, you beat it's just your like wife one guy. Beating your crap. One guy does all this. You, you beat your you never, wife with you know, your own crap. You never stop watching Project Runway. You, the, once these things you, are exposed... You beat your then, crap while feeding your you wife beat your to your dog. With your crap. Exactly. What the hell? While you pound feces okay. into the floor. When these bad things bad come out bad into the public bad, eye... Bad feces, bad... Oh, God. And, this, and they are, you know, these are not just socialization things. Even when people are exposed to them a lot, they don't suddenly gain compassion for the wife-beating crap eater. Then, <laughs> then that motivates the wife-beating crap eater to change their behavior, right? Then they change. Um, and that's the whole point, is to positively change behavior. Because if you, people knew that you were doing it, then you wouldn't do it anymore. If there's anything like that, then you should stop doing it. So That's wait a minute, Story. Wait a minute. Yes. Are you really arguing that it's better to shame someone into changing their behavior than to have that realization come from within? That it's better to shame someone into stopping doing something? I mean, in my ideal society, shame is literally the only motivator. Shame is all there is. Because <laughs> wait, there's wait. no actual enforcement. But that would be perfect, though. There's no though. coercion. So all you have is shame and the opinion of what, people. No, but actually, what Story has said I is mean, a good point. Literally true. And here, this is my mechanism for society. This is a good point, and here's why. Okay, so because why is your society not Melrose Avenue? 
where people just stare at but each other's clothing and they're like, oh, she's wearing better than no, no, wearing. Russ. I am shamed. Because like, ideally, my ideal society is also not IQ 40 yeah, well, and superficial. Too. Well, no, Russ, this is what I was going to say. they have values as well. This is what I was going to say, though, because th what Story suggested is actually perfect for the following reason. Instead, you instead of like, you know, let's say that you have a situation where you reveal this information, you reveal what people are doing, and there's some people who wouldn't be shamed. They could be shamed if you create a whole public education campaign around stopping it. So you could actually have songs and stuff that were, you know, jingles that made people start thinking about why they shouldn't eat their own crap and beat their wives, right? Like, they could have whole songs with, don't beat your wife or eat your crap. Don't do it, just go take a nap. Don't do the damage because it's real gross. You know, that'd be great. I I, I would totally say so. I'm proud to be an American. Well, at least oh, I don't like my crap. <laughs> and I try not to beat my <laughs> wife because the sound goes the whap. And I'm gladly. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. The tune sounded similar. And it's just clear. Uh. Wonderful. So this is basically Brave New World with stories, values inserted into the it's learning It's partnership base. for crap-free America. Yes. That's what it is. Where what? Where I've been inserted where? where? your philosophy is inserted <laughs> into the, oh. the subconscious <laughs> speakers and the people's learning beds. When they I'm sorry. I mean, you know, eventually... Eventually, in the world. Of, yeah, sure. But wait, I have actually. Here's a, there is a problem, though, story. I mean, what happens if people, when I'm exposed to, to this. Eater. If I weren't a toe eater, then I would be a crap hanger. And crap hangers are worse <laughs> exactly. than toe eaters. going to be a crap hanger. No, well, I was just going to uh, say that, though. What happens if somebody. Ways to be but what happens if somebody, yeah. uh, when they're exposed uh. to the public, becomes sort of voyeuristic about it? Like, when you put Russ in a situation where he, you know, goes to a baseball game, he becomes, right. like, more upsetting. What if you exposed it and they're like, Yes, people are looking at me. Even more crap-eating and wife-eating. Like, what if it went the other way? Right. Because that has not That's happened a good once point. on the Internet. That's a good point. That's such a far-fetched way. That's if. what I'm saying. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, this is a drawback to your theory, yeah. then. Well, yeah, it's the exhibitionist. No, because here's the thing, nature. right? Because presumably, while they may become more exhibitionist, they don't start, like, cutting people up and putting them in their freezer, right, on webcams. Like, the whole point of the privacy thing is not to get rid of every quirky aspect of people or even attention-seeking behavior, though I do think over time, if you got rid of everyone's privacy, attention-seeking behavior would then normalize. Attention-seeking is at most when there's big gaps in privacy amounts, when some people have lots of privacy, and then some people can relinquish it, and then they become attention whores with webcams, which is what you're talking about. But I think that normalizes once everybody is sort of forced to be that way. If everyone's forced to be that way, then fine. It, Does that it, mean it everyone will eat their crap? Interesting. It, it becomes and more beat normalized. Their wives? But, but what if one person just then, has the most scintillating then, show on the block? Then even you though don't nobody regulate. Has That's it. Yeah, yeah, sure. But then, you know, that may be a standout thing, but I do think you regulate and normalize things to people stop doing violent, awful things, and people don't care as much about toenail eating or, you know, sure, maybe even the, you know, 75th crap burger gets less interesting. Ugh. And frankly, crap burger's <laughs> away, right? Like, that's fine. No, as it's long not as you're fine. not doing things that are actually What do you mean crap burger's away? <laughs> that are actually, you know what I'm saying? If no, no, I don't. It's actually violent or horrible. But the violent or horrible things, once you have to be accountable, to them and have them in the public, then those are the things that really get deterred. The important stuff. Unless somebody deterred. decides... And if people want to be exhibitionists... Unless and, people go, thank know, God someone else is doing this. Now we can all do it. Let's go flail organs. Yeah. <laughs> then, you know, then whatever. Like, that's not something that concerns me that much. What I'm concerned about is, you know, the really bad stuff that people are doing. Right. And now this is going to go out in the public eye. So basically... The difference yeah. between what you think and the Puritans think. The Puritans sort of believe that everyone would go apeshit crazy if they, you know, weren't didn't have to follow these strict rules and moralities. And you just believe you that should eat apeshit. They would just be so much apeshit <laughs> craziness that it wouldn't be as exciting anymore after the first week. Yeah, I mean, I relate to the Puritans in a lot of ways. That's totally yeah, I was going to say. That's a fair. Critique. I can see the connection. <laughs> That's totally fair. I actually, yeah. I actually, I mean, if you would like plotted a chart of all beliefs, I would probably end up closer to the Puritans than a lot of people. <laughs> and yet, no privacy. But you like sure, to dance. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Dancing but yeah, but in, in a very game. like, yeah, in a very much more over, <laughs> yeah, right. over the top way, as you as you point out. Right. It's like all information instead of no information. Instead of like, you know, you have to dress everyone in a 
freaking Iron Maiden <laughs> while they walk around. It's much more like yeah, it's whatever you really want to do. Puritan attitude. You see all, you know all. Oh, Info- <laughs> information is. Uh, Elizabeth Smith is, is again power. in the Iron Maiden. Yes, it's a sad sight. Last week well, she was in the rack. No, I mean. <laughs> You know what I mean. Elizabeth Smith showed half of a wrist. Oh my God, half a wrist! Holy crap! Holy crap! Put her Wait, away. she's eating crap. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. She's well, also, also yeah. though that more more proof that those you kind know, of behaviors well, are completely societally driven. Of course, that's what we used to think about. It's things. true. It's true. And uh, you know what else is societally driven? The desire to finish a show on time. No! And that's why... You lied, Yes, sir. it's true. I don't believe Unfortunately, you. Unfortunately, uh, although no, I'm sure people want to hear more about if privacy... We like the 20-minute <laughs> No, no, I know. It's, out, it's oh gone so God. quickly. Can we just record the next show now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't stop More yeah, bodily obviously. functions um, will be discussed. Uh, I'm going to get we more emails thank everyone. this week than every time I know. We want to thank everyone for listening. I, we want to apologize or sort of not apologize, depending on your point of view, for offending every sensibility that exists. Tune in next should be sent the story. My YouTube video of me eating uh, my oh no. for five Please minutes. Please say goodbye, everybody. Story, say goodbye. You uh, like toenail of the Yankees? You'll love toenail of the story. It's coming uh, to a home near you. <laughs> oh God! This is what we have. We have a literary genius eating his toenails for the sake of a few viewers on the internet. The internet is evil. It dances in Satan's game. Don't dance with the internet. I bet I'm not even the first person. I bet if you will go to YouTube, you can find someone chewing their toenails. That's Please your don't eat your crap. Their Please don't give your wife a whap. Oh, God. The proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron. Or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at mepreport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu glands. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. Just another day away